Hi, I'm Ariana. And I'm Kaylee. And welcome back to the Unproblematic Podcast. This podcast focuses on us, two 20-something Midwest friends. This podcast talks about life, college, travel, feminism, social justice, relationships, and of course, literature and writing. So come join us on our podcasting journey. In this episode, we are going to talk about the most iconic moments of the year 2021. And there have been a lot of iconic moments. There have been iconic. We're not going to focus on the traumatic, just the iconic. (laughs) And maybe some of these iconic moments were also traumatizing, but in different ways. Not traumatizing (laughs) in a good way if that's even a thing and when I say traumatizing I mean they play with your emotions like you'll never be the same after after some of these items which we're going to talk about so before we get into that actually no we're not in this episode this is a bonus episode surprise it's a bonus episode so we're not going to be talking about what we're currently reading or watching Um, we're going to be doing that in a different episode but we're just going to get straight into what our favorite pop culture moments of the year were. So Kaylee, do you want to start us off with one that is in relation to where you were currently staying? (laughs) So that is Squid Game. Yes, that became super popular this year um, in the rest of the world and made people realize where Korea is maybe for the first time in the United States, unfortunately. Um, But the thing is it's kind of overhyped like here it's not as popular I wouldn't say like there's definitely a lot of pop-up stores to make money off of tourists in Seoul and there's the statue in Olympic Park of course but I feel like there's just a lot better Korean television out there that most people in Korea know about so Squid Game isn't really that huge um and not just k-dramas there's like Korean thrillers Korean comedies like there's a whole like a whole genre, like whole genres of movies here. So Squid Game didn't really get that popular, but that did capture the global zeitgeist for a second. So thought we would bring it up. But Ariana, have you seen Squid Game? What were your thoughts about the show? I hadn't gotten to it. I really hadn't. And the thing is, like, I don't know if you feel this way, but when something gets super, super hyped online, like I get this sense of like stress and dread, like, well, if I'm not going to watch it this very second, like what's the point of even watching it? So I missed the hype. So I hadn't even gotten to it yet, but my dad watched it and he said he enjoyed it. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I definitely saw some spoilers on like Twitter and like TikTok and things like that. But overall, I, I still want to watch the show, but I have not watched it yet. (laughs) Yeah. I loved the second episode and up until the fourth I had a lot of high hopes, but I didn't like the ending. And I know since it made a lot of money, the second season is going to be terrible because the writers are going to feel like they can do whatever they want. And yeah, so I'm not, I don't think I'll even watch the second season, to be honest. Um, They kind of lost me like with the ending. I just don't really see how it can be better, but actually the detective is pretty cool. So maybe I'll watch the second season. Actually, I forgot about that subplot, but we'll see. I have no idea what you're talking about, but maybe I will soon (laughs) once I catch up. Um, Yeah, yeah, it's worth it for that subplot, I think. But yeah, let me know your thoughts once you watch it. Okay, but weren't people like having 
parties like that were themed that way. Like I, and it didn't, even though I hadn't seen the show, it didn't seem like something that you'd want as the theme of a, sh- a party. Is, is that correct? Yeah. That actually has been a problem because like a lot of kids have been acting it out because the costumes are super big. So like the track suits and like the jumpsuit, which like, I'm all for that. I'm all for a, like a comfortable and convenient Halloween costume because I am not trying to be freezing cold and uncomfortable in fishnet stockings outside or anything like that. And so in Itaewon over Halloween, like everybody was wearing some kind of jumpsuit or the Spirited Away um, costume, which of course I will always support that because A, it's an amazing, comfortable Halloween costume and B, Studio Ghibli is great. Um, but yeah, everyone was wearing the the track suits and everything, um, which makes sense. It's comfortable, it's cute, but, and like the masks hide your face. So it's a really good outfit for COVID because you can wear your mask and then like the mask over it. So it doesn't really like compromise the costume at all. But yeah, the the costumes were huge here for sure. It sounds it sounds like it. <laughs> a mess. But moving on to another semi-violent iconic moment, the Marvel Phase Four of 2021 and everything this unlocked. Um, so have you seen WandaVision yet, Ariana? Yes, and I've seen a lot of phase four, most of it. And WandaVision, when I first saw the promotion for it, I was not hyped about it because personally, I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion, but I did not find Wanda or Vision to be very likable characters. I kind of found them annoying and almost unlikable. I like I was indifferent to their characters. It's not like, oh my gosh, I just love this character. It was kind of just like they're there and I understand that they're there and I understand why they're there, but it was not something that I was like, wow, like this is great. But once I watched WandaVision, I had my appreciation for them just skyrocketed. It just, it was so well done and it was different. Like the first couple episodes, it took me a little bit to get into it. But once I got into it, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. What about you? Yeah, I loved it. I, this might be my favorite Marvel spinoff just because I thought it was so creative. And I liked that they kept you guessing for the first like two and a half episodes as to like what even the point of the style was. I don't want to give anything away, but like it was just very creative done, creatively done. And like it didn't quite feel like a Marvel TV show at first, but then they tied it together really well. And um, and I liked the other characters they brought in, like the FBI agent, um, like all of the FBI agents, that whole subplot was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it and I just, I loved it. Towards the end, you know, there were some things that they let go kind of with the plot as they do, but that's any show. But yeah, this is probably one of my favorite Marvel spinoffs. It was, it was really well done. And I think one thing to say about phase four is they definitely pulled on the heartstrings. So throughout this whole thing, yeah. you get like you get like a sore throat and teary eyed because it just it just pulls on your heartstrings. But um, the next thing on the list was the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Also because my favorite characters are Bucky Barnes and the Falcon, but I also really appreciated the original Captain America. Um, played by the amazing Chris Evans. Uh, but mm-hmm. the reason, like this show, 
The Falcon and the Winter Soldier addressed so many different topics for me, and they address the effects of like poverty, racism, um, in like a post blip world, and it that I think this one, this show made me cry the most out of all of Phase Four. Um, you know, actually, I might take that back because Spider Man <laughs> No Way Home. <laughs> you know that might. I be cried cool. in that one too. I did. <laughs> but the thing, but the thing with like the reason I cr- I was crying in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier is because this serum, this super, um, this super serum that like is obviously like what makes the Winter Soldier the Winter Soldier has been like distributed and it's like it gets into the wrong hands basically so that's kind of where the plot for this show takes place and you know it's it's it starts also because like after like endgame obviously captain america doesn't want to be captain america anymore and he like physically can't anymore because you know he's old but basically like this there's just i don't want to i don't want to spoil it if you haven't seen it but basically they don't how do i say this in a non-spoiler way basically they're trying to fight crime and it has to do with this super serum and the falcon and the winter soldier team up obviously because it's called the falcon and the winter soldier and it focuses on them their stories individually and together so it talks about like sam's life after you know being an avenger and how like he is like still struggling to provide for like his family's business and stuff and how like just because you're out here saving the world doesn't mean you have all the like all this money and resources like not everyone is iron man and it was really sad to see and Bucky is dealing with like a lot of mental things and him trying to like forgive himself for what he did while he was brainwashed. And I think one thing that I really like about phase four is the representation that has tremendously increased um, in the Marvel universe. And they brought back, they brought back, um, I think the scene that really tore my heart apart was with Isaiah Bradley. So Isaiah Bradley is this old man and he looks very normal from the outside, but he was one of the people who was injected with the super serum or like along with um, Bucky. But the thing with the, but the difference between the two is obviously Bucky didn't age because he was frozen, but Isaiah did. And the thing with Isaiah is that he's a black man. So he was, he was treated completely different. He wasn't seen as a hero. He was seen as a criminal. So he was literally put in jail and the effect that that had on his life and how it hardened him really tore my heart apart. But at the end, like, I'm not like, this is not a secret at this point, but Sam, Sam Wilson Falcon, he becomes the new Captain America. And it was great to see him give credit where credit was due because like this man obviously didn't want people to find out who he was because like, you know, then the government would kind of come after him and stuff like that. But Sam gave him credit at the end and gave like, gave him this little part and like gave him a, um, an area in the museum. He said he was like dead. So like people wouldn't come after him, but basically they were like, this man was another person who was affected by this super serum and like we need to give him credit where credit is due and it just 
Isaiah, like he was just like, he, he gave Sam a hug and he was like, thank you so much. And it's just like, it just makes me think because this is one of the first shows that really incorporates racism into uh, the cinematic universe because it's kind of like skipped over but this like it really really pulled on the heartstrings and um I thoroughly enjoyed it uh I don't know if anyone else cried but I sure did <laughs> I need to watch this still it's been on my list for a while well, we um, can watch it together because we like, should yeah plus has this thing where you can watch it you can watch together so like I would watch that again and there's so many punchable characters in that show I'm just like ugh, like, <laughs> ugh. But I think that's go ahead. Yeah. I I think it would be entertaining to see you watch it and just see like, what's your perspective is because for me, as soon as the opening credits opened up, I'm just like, wait a minute, like this show, like, I don't want to spoil anything. Like I'm trying to be descriptive without spoiling anything because obviously Kaylee wants to watch it, but it's so well done. So well done. But basically Mm -hmm. I'm, this is not spoiling anything, but basically this one aspect of the show is showing how things are built on the backs of black people and black culture and how um, white men have profited off of this or have thrived off of the backs of black people. That was one of the themes that I picked up from the show. Um, You might pick, you probably will pick it up too, but it's so well done. So well done. Mm. Um, That's good. Cause I think Marvel's kind of guilty of like the whole like racism without racists like they still kind of glorify like like captain america which like okay but like he was in the 50s like there's no way he wasn't racist which like any of the white characters from today too there's no way they're not racist but they kind of like i don't know they create these obstacles for characters of color but there's not like a clear villain about who they are so it'd be interesting to see if in this show they're more like straightforward about racism in America and like who and like the oppressors is like the whole system. You know what I mean? As opposed to like yeah. one villain. Yeah, because like in the first Captain America movie, they were focusing on like Hydra, which was like terrorist group. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's like, like, like the Nazis. Yes, but like the Nazis are such a clear villain. It's like no duh. You know what I mean? Like I think but that's what I think it that's that's literally what it was. They were like the Hydra is like the science division. Mm. So like when those comics were written, that's like what the plot was. They were trying to fight the Nazis. And even uh Stanley Tucci um says that he's like you ready to go fight some nazis because like that was like the whole like that's who they were fighting because that's what hydra basically was um just a Mm -hmm. different division of it um but yeah that was it it was really good so the next thing on the list is loki which i'm still watching right now haven't gotten far enough to have an opinion on it um do you like it so far yes but i don't think it's gonna be any it's not gonna be wandavision or the falcon and the winter soldier but I, at the same time, I think it's unfair of me to, to compare it to that. But I'm going to compare it to that because that's yeah. what I'm going to do. Your time. Your time is valuable. You've got to be be picky. <laughs> yeah, but I would just, I, no opinion on that. Might come back to it later and have an opinion. But right now, it's just, it's not there. But, you know, I did see Black Widow and you did too, which we talked about in another episode a while back over the summer when it first came out. And we both- mm 
enjoyed it, but it just wasn't what, it was very well done. It was a great movie. I loved it, but it's just not what I thought when I, like when you hear Black Widow, you thought, I thought it was going to be her background story, like her backstory. Right. Not what was randomly happening after Captain America Civil War or like during Civil War. Um, right. Yeah. And I feel like, I think we've talked about this before too, but like so much of Black Widow's story is like cloaked in mystery and that's her whole character quote unquote, but I would have liked to see a little bit less of that. Like, I feel like they revealed what her upbringing was without making it a compelling story. So now it's like, there's no mystery, but we still didn't really get like a satisfying origin story for her. But my thing is like, what's the point of even having a mystery at that, at this point, because she's dead. Like she's not even, right. she's not, she's not coming back in the present. So you might as well, they should have just given us that story. And I think it, now with the whole thing with like her issue with like Disney underpaying her, I don't think that's going to be happening anyway, but uh, I, I, it wasn't what I was expecting, but it was still really good. And I also see like why they had it because like, like, um, Yelena is going to be in the other, like, she's going to be in, she's in phase four, but she's also going to be in like phase five. So I understand why they did that, but yeah. I, but tell me why they killed off, uh, Pietro and Black Widow for Hawkeye defending this non-descriptive vanilla white man with a porous nose get him they, off the screen they did Please. it they, they did it so he could be in his own show hawkeye and you know what i never even paid attention to his nose so i have no opinion on his looks it's just that his character was just like he just shoots arrows that that's that's it um and he's an ugly man like no offense but he is an ugly man like they're but that's not they why were, you pick superheroes is not based off looks. It's based off of like powers. Cause like, well, sure. But looks help like in <laughs> like, I don't know, just come on. He's so nondescript. He has no like likable qualities really. Like he's not sassy. He's not funny. He's not clever. He just shoots arrows. That's the whole thing. Funny. Some, he's, he's sarcastic. He's sarcastic. Um, but not in the smart way. I don't know. I don't know. It's I just think not. I think that's kind of like his character. It's not like he, like, yes, he's an Avenger, but he wasn't supposed to be up front, if that makes any sense. I don't think. He's just like a side piece. Right. That's what I'm saying. He should have died. Not a side he, piece. I'm screaming. <laughs> but um, he's a side character. Like, he was expendable. He should have died for Pietro. That's what I think. <laughs> you know what? But I have other opinions on Age of Ultron. I remember when I left the theater when that movie first came out, I was like, that was that was bad. Like, that was not good. And I remember I was hyping out for a year. Like, I was waiting for that film to come out. And I remember leaving the theater and I'm thinking, it was not as good as I thought it was going to be. Really? I liked Age of Ultron. Maybe I need to watch it now that I'm older. But when it first came out and I saw it that first opening weekend, I was like, <sighs> Like, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't good. Like, I have not seen it since the theater. And that's saying a lot. Really? I am a big movie rewatcher. Um, hmm. But we're getting off topic. This is back to yeah. phase four. So the next one is Shang-Chi, which I really enjoyed. It was so good. I love that movie. It so was much. really good. I think that's in one. It's, it's, it's in my top five of favorite all-time Marvel movies. I just loved the representation. And I love the background on... I loved how they, in, in, I love how they incorporated um, traditional culture 
with like having superpowers. Um, I really enjoyed that a lot. The movie was mm-hmm. so good. It had everything. It was funny. It was sad. It just pulled on the heartstrings. It was a good movie. And you know what? And the opening fight scene in San Francisco, maybe one of my favorite fight scenes in the Marvel universe. That yes. was pretty cool. Yes. And for the villain to be a villain, he was pretty likable. <laughs> right. Yeah. That was the only thing where it did feel a little bit like anticlimactic with the battle at the end, just because they redeemed the character, but then like the demon was already loose, but then they defeated the demon pretty quickly. I don't know. I think they spent too much time in like the, the lead up to it. And then the ending battle was too short. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's too much conflict in the beginning and middle that didn't lead directly to the final battle that there should have been more of like a, you know, a punch at the end, but it was good. I liked it for sure. I definitely see where you're coming from. I, I do. And the next thing, like, I really enjoyed that movie and I, I definitely see where you're coming from though. But the next one that came out afterwards was The Eternals. And I'm halfway through that movie because I actually didn't see that in theaters. So I, I'm watching it right now on Disney Plus and I watched half of it last night. And it's like, it's good, but I can tell it's not going to be in my top five. Like they're, mm. and the thing is like when this movie first came out, they're like, where the heck were these people during? Like if they're supposed to be saving the world and protecting these people, where were they during slavery? Where were they during like these horrible traumatic events? And then, you know, when I watched the first half of the movie, they basically said like, we were here to protect them from this singular thing, this like mythical creature. And if it's not that mythical creature, we can't, we can't intercept. So basically they were just on earth watching all this stuff go down, just not doing a thing about it. (laughs) So Mm. like, so if it was like, if it wasn't these deviants, then they're like, not my problem. We have to let humans evolve um, on their own and we can't solve their problems basically. So, I mean, that, well, that just answers the question because people were like, where the heck were these folks during like horrible, 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 horrible events. Um, but it's, it's good. But um, yeah. Yeah. Cause we're literally killing ourselves off by not getting vaccinated or wearing masks. So I don't know how the whole, like let ourselves evolve thing is going to go. Well, that's literally what, like, <laughs> they kind of talk about this, not the vaccine, but they talk about like humans, <laughs> like human evolution in the movie. And he's like, these folks got guns and they're too advanced and now they're killing each other. Like, right yeah so but the next one was spider-man no way home and that was spectacular oh cried like a baby in the theater and (laughs) so good some people have said it was cheesy but i did not even care like it was cheesy but it was so satisfying i just loved it because okay i don't want to spoil but like the conversations towards the end you know what I mean? Like where they yeah. were just kind of ripping it. It got a little bit like another joke, cheesy. but it was so good. I don't know if that's cheesy, but I thought it was good. Um, I love that movie. It was so good. And it just, I don't want to spoil it. We're not going to talk much about that one because there's, it's the newest. So we don't want to spoil anything, but there's some great appearances in that movie. Like some great yeah. people appear in that movie and it was spectacular. Uh, 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 ha, ha, so good and my thing is like if you don't like spider-man 
why did you go to the movie? Why did you go if you were not invested is the thing. Like people act like they were expecting something else and and no. But it was so good. Like now I also kind of like and dislike that they opened up the the multiverse because they can do a lot more, but also it might make the other timelines feel kind of meaningless. You know, like if someone dies, you'd be like, oh, they can just bring them back or whatever. But the thing is they kind of already did that before this film. Like even though they brought in those villains, what do you think happened with like Captain America? Cause he went back in time and married Agent Carter. Peggy. Yeah. Sorry, Peggy. I, I mean, Agent Carter, I'm like eight her. her Agent, you're right, you're right. Agent, <laughs> Agent Peggy Carter. Her full name. <laughs> but like they <laughs> went back in time for her and do you think that didn't mess with the timeline like because she had moved on because she got her own show and she was married like you you think right. going back in time and getting your last dance with that girl didn't mess with the timeline of anything like that I think that is what messed like there's multiple things that messed with it it was Captain America Wanda like all of them they're just messing with stuff so so we're going to get into yeah. another episode on representation in Marvel and other things like that. But I just, I, there's plenty of things to talk about with Marvel. And I think that in terms of iconic moments of 2021, we've spent enough time on Marvel. Um, <laughs> if that's even a thing, but I think in terms of people wanting to hear us rant about it, probably, <laughs> but um the next thing came okay so moving on to uh amanda gorman the hill we climb such a good inauguration speech and like just like eloquent but like also accessible um yes i love her poetry and like that poem especially i think was a really good way to have like that was a very good element to the inauguration speech obviously we wish it wasn't joe biden being elected but if it had to be him Amanda Corbin's speech was pretty great for the inauguration. And I think it just also brought to the attention the importance of the arts. Because a lot of schools are losing funding for the arts. But like, if you lose funding for the arts, then you're going to lose creativity and artists like Amanda Gorman. Like, if you invest your money into like the arts, then this is what we're going to get. We're going to get amazing things. We're going to get amazing um, moments, such as her getting to read The Hill We Climb. it was just so good. And I remember watching it lot, not in person, but watching it live on my computer. And I was like, wow, like this, she's so talented and she's accomplished so much and she's our age. So I know, isn't that sort of discouraging? <laughs> no, I thought it, it gave me hope. It gave me hope. Right. That's true. It's a good thing overall. And yeah, but I, sometimes it's like, man, you see someone super successful and they're younger than you. And you're like, oh my gosh. But it's going to happen. It's going to happen more and more as we get older. But yeah, she's so cool. She went to Harvard and she's a model too. So like, I didn't know that before I looked into her, but gorgeous. Yeah, she's gorgeous, brilliant, nationally and globally recognized Amanda Gorman. And the thing um, is like, it's crazy that like, it's not crazy. It's very like, a, it's a very real thing. Like no matter how famous you get, or how much money you get as a black woman, you're still going to face tons of discrimination and like get the call, the cops called on you and things like that. So that was a mess. 
Mm, yeah. Her trying to get into her apartment. They're like, um, yeah I watched an interview with her and she was talking about how like even after she had given the inauguration speech she was going back to her apartment and the doorman was like basically saying she didn't live there like oh this is for residents only you have to leave and she's like I am a resident like had her ID card yeah but if you were if you were a doorman shouldn't you know who lives in the building not just based off of race right right absolutely like disgusting um but the next thing on our list is contemporary romance i think that this took off this year like i've always i have always read contemporary romance i really enjoy it it's like it's it's something that's soothing and comforting it's not where it's like it's not it's you can learn plenty of good things in the book like you learn about people with like anxiety and different um, mental health issues and disabilities and things like that but it's also just like relaxing it's not something that like like that destroys you like when you're reading history books or reading something that is very traumatic like it's contemporary romance is just something that's comforting and one thing that I think has made it super super popular even though it was already making tons of money is bookstagram and tiktok because there's plenty of people talking about books on there and what to read and most of it has been contemporary romance um and also another thing that has been really popular which i don't have is kindle unlimited which you can like pay i think ten dollars a month or something around that you can get a couple months free but basically you get to choose from this pile of lists which is a lot of contemporary romance and read them for free so like you get to pick as many books as you want basically so I think if you read really fast, it's worth your money, but I don't have a Kindle. I have a Nook. Um, I don't want to give Je- Jeff Bezos any more of my money, but I do want Kindle Unlimited. <laughs> yeah. I mean, me- the hard thing That's- about Amazon is like literally just like scrolling through Instagram or Google searching, you could inadvertently be giving Amazon money because they have so many advertisements and like like they're always collecting data from you, even if you're not browsing Amazon. So wow. to some extent, it's like, yeah. I mean, I'm all for boycotting Amazon, especially when it comes to books, because not only are you not giving Amazon money, but you could be giving a local bookseller money, which is like, obviously positive goods more important than like not doing bad. But at the same time, it is kind of like, okay, if you can't get it, anywhere else it's not like you're gonna make a dent in amazon's profits by you personally not getting something you need so yeah. i don't know it it's hard dang, it's like i did not, how know, that. You... I did not know that yeah like, it's so dang you know what and the thing with kindle unlimited is they have books on there that aren't sold in like regular bookstores or they're like indie books. So like some of the books that people were talking about on TikTok, I was like, oh, this is interesting. Let me look it up on my e-reader. It's not there because it's specifically for Kindle Unlimited. Yeah, yeah, that is the the hard thing. Cause like publishing is expensive and it's like hard to distribute and stuff like that. So um, yeah, a lot of people just go through Amazon because it is the easier way. It's the easier way to publish for sure. Yeah, but because, yeah, like in um, the book I was talking about on the last episode we posted was like the Spanish love deception. And I had to order that book off of Amazon because I had gone to Barnes and Nobles and I was like, hey, like I'm looking for this book. I didn't find it under like contemporary romance in the author's last name. And she looked it up and she's like, 
yeah, this is sold through Amazon. It's not sold here. And I was like, I didn't know. I just assumed like if it's in one bookstore, it's in all of them. Like if it's, I mean the, the mass like bookstores. Um, but yeah, I, I did a lot of reading this year, a lot of contemporary romance. It was very like soothing and relaxing and it's, it's, it's fun. It's like fun reading. It's not reading that just like, wow, like I have lost faith in all of humanity. <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. And, um, but next I did not, the next thing on the list, <laughs> we were in the trench, trenches in 2021. One thing I did not expect to see on the list was people debating on showering. Like I did not think that in 2021, we were going to be arguing <laughs> How many people like how many times a week you should shower or if you should shower like i did not expect that on my list um and i think the whole debate started with like mila kunis and ashton kutcher saying that they only bathe their child like their children a couple times a week like twice um like especially children like children go everywhere like and in a pandemic you didn't want to wash the germs off. Like it was just not, it was not a discussion that I was expecting to hear and have, and hear so many different opinions. Cause I learned that I, I just assumed that people showered every day. And I learned that some people shower once a week, twice a week. I learned something new. Um, <laughs> I was not, I did not I... mean to learn that, but I did. I mean, I don't shower every day. I showered every other day, but we've discussed this before. Like, it's just like a difference of perspective. Cause like, I think like your skin and hair needs like natural oils. At least mine does. So like, I, you know, I can't shower every day. Cause like my hair would just get so frizzy if I did that. But the thing with that, like when I hear the hair argument, it's like, but don't you, you can put a shower cap on. <laughs> Oh yeah. I don't have a shower cap. I guess like I have just like rinsed off my body, but I mean, I guess do whatever the heck you want. I will continue to shower every single day because I just like (laughs) the thought of me getting into my bed with like outside germs and germs throughout the day, getting under my clean sheets and just going to sleep with that on me. Like I just, it would, I wouldn't be able to sleep comfortably. And the thing with the dry skin is like, I get out and I put on like a thick lotion. So it's not it's not the dryness I'm worried about personally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to each his own, but yeah. Yeah. Like it's, I, it's also like, I think it's also a cultural thing because like I saw this TikTok and it was like, there's a sound. It's like, I know your mom didn't, I know your mom raised you in a barn, blah, 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 blah. It's a sound, but it's it's just like a TikTok sound. If you don't know the sound I'm talking about, like I'm not saying like someone was raised in a barn, but basically it was this white girl and like her husband who was a black man said like I know like your mama didn't raise you like this blah 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 but this is how we do it around these parts and it was like when you get out the shower and don't put lotion on because like in black culture that's the first thing you do is you put lotion on you keep your skin moisturized as soon as you get out of that shower it's not like you let it like you don't let your skin crackle and she was basically saying like this is one thing like in her marriage that she learned like you moisturize when you get out the shower but um yeah that's kind of what I mean I do that too but I don't shower every day I don't think I'm gonna change my mind about that I mean I'm not trying to change your mind like because you're (laughs) not gonna change my mind I'm not gonna change yours it was just not that it all the main point of this was like 
it wasn't the discussion that I thought we were going to be having in 2021 on. Right. Like it was out of all the things that I could have predicted that we were going to be talking about. Showering wasn't going to be one of them. <laughs> this is true. This is true. But we could have predicted people were going to talk about Taylor Swift, of course, because she is always making a scene, always making a scene. And I think I've mentioned this before, but one of the reasons I really like Taylor Swift and Kanye West from like an artistic point of view is I think they represent the twin poles of like toxic masculinity and toxic femininity. So like watching their discourse and their interchange and like listening to their discography, um, it's it's just like a it's a toxic mess and I think it from like an aesthetic point of view it's like it's very satisfying um but she recently uh released her own album of Taylor's version Red and on this album is a 10 minute version of a song that is rumored to be the best breakup song song of all time by Rolling Stone All Too Well and it is about her relationship with Jake Gyllenhaal and <laughs> I recently watched an interview with them where like, like today that happened today and they're sitting, getting interviewed by this guy. And um, yeah, it was like very funny, but also like a little bit awkward and they definitely didn't resolve anything. It was just like Taylor was like, Oh, I never said it was about Jake. And then the audience groans and it's like, Oh, but it's so obvious. And um I love that, like, like literally Jake Gyllenhaal's friends and family have been asked about this song. That's how livid the Taylor fan base became based after, like, based on the 10-minute version of All Too Well. And it's just, like, rekindled all this, like, old hurt from the early 2000s. Um, but, yeah, yeah, it was it was just so funny, like, watching all of the, the storm on the media about, like, Jake Gyllenhaal's the worst person ever, like... Yeah, it was hilarious. I'm screaming. Like, I personally don't listen to Taylor Swift's music. It's not because I, like, dislike her or anything like that. It's just, like, it's just, I don't think it's my type of music is all. It's not, I have nothing against the artist um, at all. It's not one of those, I'm not trying to be trendy or hit by hating on someone. It's not that at all. I just don't listen to her music. But I do agree with her on the Jake Gyllenhaal thing because I was just, like, after I found out that, like, like this going back to the shower debate after I found out he didn't shower like, <laughs> like I, I said I'm on Taylor Swift's side like whatever the heck whatever the heck happened like I'm on her side um but then like also like when people bring up like the age gap of their relationship when they dated because wasn't she still technically a teenager she was like 19 and he was like 27 or 28 so yeah it was a pretty big age gap that's so weird and like as as someone who's in my mid twenties, like th- I think. Would I you date a nineteen year old? No, like men- mentally, like no, like I just I have no desire to be with someone who's younger than me. Like I just don't know. Like with that, like when you're older, I guess when you're in your thirties, I guess it doesn't matter. But I'm like, she literally, if her if her number starts with the, like says teen at the end, maybe you, maybe you should stay away. Like, I, I think that says, I think that says more about yeah. man. Like it's like in the, I, again, I don't listen to Taylor Swift, but isn't the, one of the lyrics something like, like I get older, but all of your women stay the same age. Like, isn't that weird? Yes. That's weird. That's real weird. 
It was like, I was never in on the joke, but the punchline goes, I'll get older, but your lovers stay my age, which like his current girlfriend is like 25 and he's in his forties. So like, that's weird. Know, if the shoe fit, wear it. But if you're, if you, if yeah. it doesn't, you're not Cinderella, but anyway, it just, <laughs> I just, I don't know the thing with, it's just like, I wouldn't, I that's, I wouldn't date someone younger than me, but also that's weird that you were dating a teenager. That's yeah. real gross. <laughs> but right. go Taylor Swift. She made that money. She got that song. Good for her. Right. Like, let's be honest. She's not, well, maybe she is dumb, but she made money off that song. Like, that was the real reason. It's not like she has this, like, pent-up hatred for Jake Gyllenhaal, probably. I don't like, think she's dumb. I don't think she's dumb. She comes across as very dumb online because here's the thing. I think genuinely she is pretty naive because every time she opens her mouth, especially when it's about political things, I'm like, ooh, stop. Like, just like, you know, use your Instagram to support women of color like you're doing. That's a good move. But like, don't try to give your political take. I think that's a bad idea. Like, uh, but like when Kanye says dumb things, oh, it's God. like it borders that line between crazy and genius. You know I what I mean? It's like. I can kind of see where you're coming from, even if it's ridiculous. Like this man, he is so unhinged. It's not even funny at this point. Like I just, oh my gosh. Like the whole thing with the election last year, like why, why, what, what, why did, why was that necessary? I'm just, I'm speechless guys. I'm speechless. I'm, I just, huh, not a fan, not a fan. But but I feel he is smart. He's smart, even though he's crazy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think he's naive. Like, I don't think he's dumb, but I think he's unhinged. Right. He's, de- <laughs> he's definitely unhinged. But, but uh, all right. I guess the thing we're going to end our year off with is the thing that we started our year off with. And that was the Bernie Sanders inauguration meme. And when I tell you this meme took the world by storm, it really did. They really did. It was everywhere. It, it, and I feel like they should bring it back this year because that energy has not gone away with 2022. I'm still sitting with my arms crossed in the freezing cold in a folding chair in my mind. Like mentally, I'm still there with Bernie. Same, <laughs> same. Like he, he's sitting there thinking that should have been me. <laughs> <laughs> like you see the neoliberal garbage like come on but yeah like that was iconic people had it made in the stickers shirts bumper stickers drinks like people put it on mugs <laughs> and capitalized off of it <laughs> of course of course as bernie would have wanted yeah that. yeah 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 for sure <laughs> um so again thank you so much for listening to us ramble on this episode um yeah and i look forward to more episodes peace signing off bye